were saying that the role of the CISO or the role of the security profession is not necessarily to say you're totally safe, you're totally secure. It's about, about mitigation failure. of failure, that's right. So yeah, explain to me about the role of failure within the security organisation. Why does that matter? Yeah, so so typically we're seen as the fifth you know, emergency service and um, we're not allowed to fail. So there's there's very much, a, it's very much about if you do fail, then maybe your head is on the chopping block, mm. you know, so you're going to be out of a job, there'll be penalties and things like that. But mostly it's a case of, okay, it's time for you to go. And so really it's about creating the psychological safety within within the environment so that people are able to learn from their failures. Mm. So if we can't fail, then we can't learn. And we're not failing because when we do fail most of the time, certainly as leaders, we're out of a job. So therefore we're not progressing. We're not evolving as fast as we could. Right. You know, it's new person in, start all over again, fail, no lessons learned. You know, so typically that's what's sure. happening. Is, is that a global phenomenon or is that something that's that's localized? Because I know that attitudes towards failure in some, like in Japan or China, their attitudes towards failure are totally different yeah. to an attitude of say San Francisco. Yes. Is that a global security problem? I would, mm. so I can only speak from, mm. from my experience of dealing with leaders mostly in the, the UK, Europe, mm. Australia and North America. But that's what I typically that's what I typically yeah. see. And then this other thing that we spoke about was the whole kind of um, decision making. So engaging right. your brain. So yeah. it's just that that permission to to do. And so often I see leaders, and also I see it with women as well. The two are very very similar in the industry. But so often I I see this waiting for permission. And again, this is largely because of the environment. So it's all about if I make the wrong move, you know, what if I make the wrong move? So mm. therefore, if I'm given permission, then I've been given permission. Mm. So therefore, um, I'm safer to do that. Whereas so much of the time it is about enabling our teams, creating the psychological safety, which is really needed for the fourth industrial revolution. Mm. You know, we need to move faster. Um, speed is the, the currency of, of business tech is being developed at speed we don't know what's coming at mm. us so we have to move at speed so therefore if we're always waiting or if we're frightened to make a decision or to implement or to do mm. then we're being we're being slower yeah. and then we're not empowered and then we're not thinking creatively either I, I, we're stifled this, and this strikes me as something that is only something that can be solved from the top down um, it's absolutely it's 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 a leadership challenge it's about culture if you can't if you can't create that awareness from the top down of what the role of security yeah. is then you you have no option if you fail well, it's, <laughs> it, it, the expectations aren't set from the beginning that this is the role of the security organization um you're doomed for failure surely absolutely you're not going to be yeah as an organization you're not going to be as secure you're going to your costs are going to increase because you're going to be fined more because there'll be breaches mm. Um, so compliance and regulation mm. and things like that, you're going to lose money. So it could be mm. theft, data theft or assets and things mm. like that. So, yeah, you are your business is not going to perform. Mm. But, but even within the could. security organization as a whole, uh, like if, if your security organization isn't able to communicate exactly what their role in the business is to to, <laughs> to, to, to the top leadership, 
uh, how, how on earth are you actually get you, you know you're never going to be ever feel comfortable with failure because failure has one outcome which is <laughs> yeah well you you failed yep. you've not done well yep. and you know you get slashed and that's not what you want so you, we talked a bit about you know, the goal is to say, well, actually, we'll help you mitigate sensitive risk. We can't completely yes, guarantee can't that take it, yeah. we can't guarantee. There's no guarantees, no guarantees, pretty anything. But nope. I can't guarantee as a security organisation, but I can say these are the tech steps that we're taking towards mitigating risks towards the business. That's right. That's that's right. So getting that level of understanding. Right, and, and, right. It's and, critical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really owned. Yeah. And, and for reputation. So that's reputation in terms sure. of organisation, yeah. but also your reputation as a leader. Yeah. So we're all working and it's really important that we maintain a high reputation because we need to be able to attract the teams, yeah. you know, wherever we're going. Do, do you think that um, there is that level of understanding between, uh, say, the CEO and the security organisation as to what the roles, what what is actually the reality of keeping the organization secure? In some companies, yes. Mm. Um, but again, it depends on the organization yeah. and the CISO. I've not seen it that yeah, often. Yeah, I, I, I think in it's a lot not, of the I instances... Don't, I would agree it's not that often. No, in yeah. a lot of the instances I've seen, um, the expectation mm -hmm. is, well, right, we're going to pay you the money, you're going to keep us totally secure, and there will never Absolutely. be an incident ever again because that's why I've hired you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, the, that's, but, that, yeah. but that's not realistic, no. of course. No, it's not. And, and yeah, so that's... I think mostly a case. Mm. That's mostly what's what's going on. What have they got to compare it to? You know, you hire a CFO and you can prevent <laughs> yourselves against, you know, pretty much you, you know that what you hire a CFO for and the risk that they can protect you against. And within arguably you could say that that's a very tangible role in which you can say I've hired you to protect against this risk, but uh, there are f less variables. You're not under attack. You haven't got all of these adversaries necessarily that um, like you would as a I, CISO. Yeah, but that, I mean, so we talk, We also talked about asking better questions yeah. and things like that. Right, so if right, you right. want a better answer, ask a better question. Yeah. If you want a better solution, start with the questions that you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a good question because it's just like, what is possible for us? You know, it's really kind of <laughs> setting the parameters and those, those, those boundaries. What is possible for us? And most of the time, nobody knows. So it, but you've got to start with what's possible. Mm. You know, this is where we, we want to, this is the risk exposure. This is where we want to lie, you know, yeah. between these parameters. Right, right, right. Th you know, this is a risk that we're comfortable with as an organization. Yeah. Right, understand. Or speed. Mm. So we've just been mm. attacked. You know, we've mm. just, you know, had an incident. So therefore we're putting in our response times. This is the expectation. So mm. when I, I've not heard of that happening. Yeah. You know, so it's just that. And that's really important because... More and more times, it is a case of not if, uh, and not a case of what well, is a case of of when, but it's more a case of when it's discovered. Mm. So we know that an attacker could be in our in our yeah. in our network in our environment for six months before they're discovered. Right. Yeah. You know. So so it really is a case of well, what is our message? You know what what do we do? What's our process sure. when we discover that? Huh. You know, because that might be going on now. Yeah. This idea about asking the right questions, I think, is such a, a fundamental concept. I think that you can't, unless you know, unless you ask the right questions, you you can never progress. And you never can't. And and it's about being yeah. open. So about which is like secure. It's like lockdown, yeah. not being open, like sure. withhold, yeah. uh, don't let anyone in, siloed environments, knowledge hoarding, and things like that. But it's about being open in terms of your learning. 
Yeah. So say when it comes to asking questions and things like that, really approach it from a beginner's mind. You know, because if you are genuine, rather than this yeah. is process, ask this question, ask that right. question. Yes, right. you can do that. But really from a leadership perspective, we've been in the industry, most of us, for decades. Mm. You know, some maybe seven years or whatever. But, you know, most of us have been in, in the industry for decades. So surely you have enough. And, and this is what I this is what I know and see. They do have that ability, but if they're empowered, then they're able to use it. And if they open, if they approach things with that beginner's mind, you know, from that perspective of right. I'm interested, let me learn, you know, let me not presume. Yeah. And most of the time we come to these things from a, from a presumption from, yes, this is how it's this is how it is and sometimes that's not how it is yeah and and i think that what's really asking the right questions um is important but i think also revisiting those questions and having a process to say i agree because because what happens is you start a project the best one in the world and you start that project that but and then you you get sort of six months down the line oh hang on, let me revisit oh yeah. right we got lost somewhere along the way and we've fail to answer that question let's go back exactly. and revisit that and unless yes. we we're constantly questioning and constantly going back to that and questioning all of our assumptions we're, we're, we're going to struggle and that is about empowering your team members as well yeah. so sometimes it can be i know you know i know leaders i know cso's and, and cso's mm. who are really skilled at certain things but they are so they're very strong in certain in certain elements and really weak in certain elements and but what they are good at is they've made sure that they've supplemented their weaknesses with people who are strong in those areas. Right, right, so they've right. got their back. Yeah. So say just what you've said is, you know, is a case of are we still on track? Are we answering the question that right, we set right. out to? Yeah. You do need either you've got that skill as a, as mm. a leader or you've got mm. someone within that team who you've empowered to yeah. speak up and out to keep us on track. And. You know, a lot of what we've spoke, spoken about today are the soft skills. Yeah, not once are we talking about any technology. Of the yeah, that's interesting. But but it's about getting the foundations yeah. right. So so often in security, what I see is you know we we talk about the human side, human side of of things, and usually that's about awareness. So from an employee perspective, about phishing attacks and things like that, but we don't usually talk about these. These other aspects, you know, the the soft skills, the influence, mm. you know, the leadership skills, the, um, yeah.